Oh man, I gotta make an appointment for my ear. It's hurting so bad. It's been hurting for weeks. Jesus Jones. Okay, let's see here. Let's get on the Google and uh, search. Doctor for easy listening. I think that's how you do it. And go. Go, Google. Okay, thank you. Here's one. Dr. Asmer. A-S-M-R. That's an interesting name. Must be Portuguese or something. Okay, uh, let's read the review. Dr. Asmar is a fine piece. Huh, that's an interesting review. I guess that's one way to look at it. Here's another one. Dr. Asmar is amazing. I really enjoyed the end of the session. The end of the session. I didn't know a doctor's appointment was called a session these days. You know, the world is an upside-down, topsy-turvy place. Well, I guess this is as good as any. Gotta get this ear fixed. Uh, All right, let's make an appointment Tuesday at 2.30. Okay, see you then, Dr. Asmer. Thanks, Google machine. Welcome to the doctor's office. Yeah, I'm here for my 2.30 appointment with Dr. Asma. Mm-hmm. Do you need my insurance card? Nope. Don't take insurance here, sweetie. Hmm. It's not that kind of doctor. Okay, well, I guess that's that. I'll pay in cash, please. Okay, take a seat. She'll be with you in one moment. Hey, you, Mr. Thompson. The doctor will see you now. Room number 12. Welcome. Hey, Doc. Thanks very much. Nice to meet you. My name is Dr. Anthony. Please have a seat. On the sink? It's a little tight. Yes. As you can see, we don't have much space. I did notice that. Is this a broom closet or something? Okay, so today we have a cranial nerve examination. Is this correct? Well, I have an earache. Okay. Yeah, if that's what you're talking about. Before we start, I should probably ask you some questions. Go right ahead. I don't have much time, so let's just start. Uh, okay. okay. Is there something I should know about you? Well, you should probably know that I have an earache. Okay, perfect. Okay, I guess, perfect. Let me see. Okay, what are you going to take a look at here, doctor? Are you clicking at me? Was that a click? Did you make a clicking oh, sound? Sorry, I should probably put my latex gloves on. Okay, you say so, Doc. Ugh. Ugh. It's a little noisy, isn't it, Doc? It's a, it's a little noisy. It's, it's kind of bothersome. Don't worry. You are in good hands. Well, uh, I see that, but maybe you could not put your hands so weirdly into the glove. Oh, it sounds like a rubber balloon popping. It's kind of weird. That's actually a little bit annoying, Doc. If you could... You could not do that. If you and I could agree that you could not do that for the rest of the examination, I certainly would appreciate it. You know, I came here about an earache, and uh, I don't really need uh, all this other stuff done. I'm not sure you you got to put your hand right down there. What are you writing down? Now I want you to tell me when you no longer see my fingers. Okay. Uh, oh, I do not see your fingers, but I know where they are. Okay, Doc, this is not the kind of examination I was hoping for. I was thinking more like you'd 
stick things in my ears, not in my rears. Oh, dear God, doctor, that's a little weird. Oh, I don't, is this honestly the way you figure out an earache? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Okay. I guess that's it. Very good. Very good. Oh, this is weird. I'm going to have to tell somebody about this. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Google machine was not right. What's all this weird noise? Tell me, please. How many fingers am I holding up? How in the world am I supposed to know? You've got your finger in my butt. Mm. Whoa, uh, oh, uh, two? Uh, one? Uh, I think that's three. Uh, two? Oh, I guess I'm getting these correct. That's a little strange. <laughs> oh, doctor. Examination is finished. Uh, I didn't notice any problems. I don't think you touched my ears. Um, uh, I will send you the results. Okay, by my email. How are you going to do that? Give me your address. My home address? I don't think that's really necessary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one, two, three, four, uh, Oak Street. Okay. Wow, this is... Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, you're welcome. I have a wonderful day. Okay. What about my ear? You fix that? Okay, guess not. I'll talk to you soon, doctor. Thanks so much. Wow, that was an interesting one. Uh, my ear does feel better. My bum's a little sore. Did she say her name was Dr. Anthony? I thought it was Dr. Asthma. Dr. A-S-M-R. I wonder what the A-S-M-R stands for. Anywho, never going back to that quack. In early 2020, the world shut down. Stores, restaurants, schools, and whole communities shut their doors in an effort to protect human life. As the world quickly changed, one man went on Facebook to get a degree in internet epidemiology. Brian, along with his lab assistant, Hotley, are curing coronavirus by commenting on fake news and reposting recipes of secret virus cures from a friend of a friend who works high up in government. Join Brian and Hoadley as they discuss the world and life during this forced interruption. Learning, laughing, and loving in this real-life commercial break. On this episode of The Commercial Break... We can't even sell our own information, so... Unless we get enough money, yeah. Unless someone offers me enough money. That's correct. $17. Or the highest bidder. Or, yeah... OBO, as they say on Craigslist. OBO. All <laughs> right. You have no right to put my video online. Millions of people have seen this video. How could you? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't. He didn't leave a number, so I guess I can't call him back. I didn't really like Guy anyway, right? <laughs> right. Scuffles was about the best thing about Guy, and Scuffles <laughs> wasn't that great either. Oh... The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. So, yeah. So we're asking, like, you know, retired porn stars and stuff like that to be on our podcast. And <laughs> I haven't heard anything yet, but I'm hoping for the, <laughs> hoping for the best. Cheers. 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 Um, so the guy said yes. And so she recorded the interview and she gave me the opportunity to listen to it before it's broadcast. And it'll be broadcast later on down the road for uh, lots of different reasons. But, um, but I have to say it was quite impressive. 
quite impressive, Hoadley.、Nice. Yeah, I was、uh, pleasantly, I was, I don't want to say pleasantly surprised, but I was amazed at how well Allison did. She held her own with really, quite frankly, a, a kind of a titan of thought. And he did a good job. So check out her、uh, podcast if you get an opportunity, Culture Changers、uh, with Allison Hare. So, welcome to the commercial break, episode number 12. Happy to have you on board. It's Brian Green and my good friend Chrissy Hoadley, just two friends taking on the world here <laughs> on the, the commercial break. Got a lot of feedback about the whole mask、uh, Ooh, rant that、right. we went on the、It's、other day. Hot topic. It is a hot topic. And for the most part, people were saying, good, good on you. Like, Good for what you guys were saying that people need to be, wear masks and stop politicizing it.、Um, and so we'll get into that a little bit later. But first, I just wanted to tell you, Hoadley, that the commercial break now has its very own special club that you too can join out there in the listenership world. And we're calling it now, hold on, hold on to your seat. <laughs> I came up with a name. It's called the Break Room. Oh, I like it. You like it?、Yes. I thought it was. I thought it was cool and I thought it was interesting. And motherfucker, if I couldn't figure out a different word to call Pastor's like, you got to find out something cool to call it. And I'm like, how about the newsletter? And she's like, the newsletter <laughs> sounds so shitty. Like, it just sounds so 1992. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. She said, find a cool name for it.、And、so it took me about 15 and a half seconds to come up with the break room. And I thought that that was an interesting one. So you can go to the website, tcbpodcast.com, right there, big fat old button. It says, join the break room. When you join the break room, we will write you a newsletter probably once a month with kind of odds and ends and behind the scenes stuff. We'll also give you access to live shows and a free, if you act now, no charge except for shipping and handling, $19.99 plus $19.99 shipping and handling. We're going to give you a free extra hour of content every single month. How we're going to accomplish that, I'm not particularly sure yet, but.、Uh, The more people that sign up, the more pressure I feel to actually get it done. <laughs> right, so right. Just know that. And people are signing up. So now I, I actually have to go do it. You know, we, I started saying this like three episodes ago, and no one joined up the first time I said it. And so I was like, you know, good. I don't have to do anything.、Right. I just can <laughs> keep on saying it. And no one's going to. Now people are actually signing up. So guess what? Now I got to fucking get on. We got to fucking get on it. I don't、yeah. know why I'm saying you got to lay some responsibility on you, too. <laughs> I'm、think of a better、you. name. I like the break room. I like the break room. I like the break room too, actually.、Yeah. I think it's a, it's a great one. So it's a little club. Join it up. We promise not to spam you. We will never sell your information. Hell, I mean, we're, we can't even sell our own information. So, unless we get enough money. Yeah. Unless, unless someone offers offer. me enough money. That's correct. $17. <laughs> That's or the, the highest bidder. Or, yeah. <laughs> OBO, as they say on Craigslist. OBO. All <laughs> right. You can follow us on, <laughs> that's right.、Uh, you can follow us on social media at The Commercial Break and IG. We also have a Facebook page, The Commercial Break, a YouTube channel, The Commercial Break.、Uh, and leave us a review. This is important. This is really important. I got to say this. I know it's great that you join the commercial or the, the break room. Give me a few w- weeks to figure out to remember <laughs> how I'm saying it. The break room, and I love that. And those are our most loyal listeners, and I know you are. Go do us all a favor, leave us a review, and it helps us. And how does it help us? Here's how it helps us there's funky algorithms out there, and they rank your shows based on a couple things traffic, new users, and then reviews seem to hold a lot of weight. And so when people leave reviews, especially new reviews, fresh reviews, Then you get up there in the rankings on various different podcast platforms. More people listen to the show, allowing Chrissy and I to dedicate more time to it because eventually someone's going to pay us a whole shitload of money to do this show, Hoadley. 
I'm working in the background to negotiate a deal currently. I'm very excited about this. That's right. I got an offer from my father to buy all the rights to all 12 episodes. Oh. That's, that's right. He is <laughs> agreeing to pay OBO. He's agreeing to pay my power bill for two months. Nice. And a box of diapers. And so I'm strongly considering that. Thank I'm sure you, what my dad Green. Will- my dad is going to do is burn those 12 episodes (laughs) they're never heard so yeah so we we went uh we went on this big rant last week about the masks i won't do the same rant you can go back and listen to episode number 11 but the gist was why are we politicizing this stop it the masks clearly uh, are how most of these other countries are part of the solution how are they all these other countries have managed to keep the coronavirus at bay after a initial spike and so this certainly was politicized, including, you know, our president and vice president who refused to wear a mask or even say the word mask out in public. That is until yesterday mm-hmm. when Vice President Pence attended a church service with about 2,200 other people who were not wearing masks, but he was wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to give credit him. where credit is due, right? I know that he was probably towing the company line for a couple of months there saying, you know, fuck the masks. Don't, don't, don't worry about that. He didn't even say the word masks. I don't want to paraphrase him because he didn't even say the word mask, but he was wearing a mask yesterday. And I think that maybe now even some of the more hard-headed people are coming around to the fact that there's going to be one or two ways that we stop this. We've got to stay away from each other for a little while. Uh, and we got to wear a mask when we have to be near each other. And I say good on Vice President Pence. And I hope that people who care about what he has to say will listen so that we can all be on the same page. It's a small sacrifice to mm-hmm. make. Totally. Yeah. And there's a couple of things too on the mask. You know, somebody, I was watching another a TV show last night and um, it was brought up saying, you know, Hey, look, the, the other side is actually really missing a opportunity here. If you do want to politicize it, Hey, have different messages or different things on the mask that say kind of which way you feel or what you feel about it. Or I think you mentioned it last week. I did say, fuck the fuck this mask. Yeah. And then I also saw another thing just scrolling through my newsfeed that, um, had a clear part, uh, like around the, the mouth, which I thought was interesting. And I was like, okay, you can Mm. actually see people smile then, or, you know, the facial expressions are what they're saying. And, you know, then they have this like, like, I don't know if you saw the video of the lady who walked into the gas station and she had the hole cut out of the mask. Did you see this? I did not see Okay, that. so there's a, like, a, like a gas station owner who just was brilliant. But the lady walked into the store and she had a, like a medical mask on, but there was a big hole cut out where the mouth was. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, and so he point. instantaneously took out his video camera and he said, you know, what in the f- are you <laughs> right. doing? Like, he's like... He or that's not how he approached it. Actually, he he totally played it down. He was like, "That's a good mask you got on there." And she's like, "Thanks." It gets too hot and heavy in here. You know, it gets so steamy, I can't even breathe. <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, it's great. Looks like it's doing a great job." Right? She, yeah, that's and totally she was like, the point. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "It's just a regular mask. You can take one and cut it, cut the hole out." And it's like, <laughs> that makes no sense. So then the video goes viral all around the world. And coming back to it, she's like three weeks later, she goes into the gas station. With a now a full mask on, right? And with no hole on it. And she says, you have no right to put my video online. Millions of people have seen this video. How could you? You, you know, you're under arrest for public whatever. You know, whatever the fuck they think, they, you know, for whatever reason, you can't be filmed in public. And this is his only response. It worked, didn't it? And I thought that was just like a brilliant response. He's like, well, I'm sorry about all of the drama that it has caused you, but it worked. I see you're wearing a mask. Yeah, appreciate and so it. I'm, 
yeah, I'm not for public shaming, but I uh, mostly I'm not for public shaming, but uh, but <laughs> I say, you know, hey, listen. Yeah, it did work. We, we, yeah, please just wear a mask. You know why? Because I want to go back to fucking God, normal life. I, I want to go to the know. beach. I want to go to a restaurant. I want to do things. I'm oh. fucking going nutty in my house. It's driving me crazy. And I'm like extra locked down because we got the baby coming. And that's just like, mm-hmm. I don't want to fool with it. We don't even know what's on the other side of a positive coronavirus test for, for a woman who's pregnant and, and about to go into labor mm. or going into labor. Yeah. But it can't be good. No. I mean, they're going to take the baby away. There's no doubt about that. And oh, um, gosh, I know it's a scary, scary thing. I'm glad you guys are being safe and locked down. But yeah, we're all ready to get back to something. I just don't even know. I mean, the more that people write aren't taking precautions or not wearing masks, getting in groups of people, spreading it around more and more like it's happening in Texas and California and Florida. It's uh, it's just going to keep going. We're just going to keep insane. shutting down stuff and going back and forth and back and forth. And it's no fun. I had a friend who went to Destin, which is in Florida, here in the Gulf of Mexico, mm-hmm. for those who don't live here in the United States, in the Gulf of Mexico. Beautiful blue water. Yes. Very large beach town, what you would think of uh, when you think of a large beach town here in the United States. Lots of hotels and resorts and fun things to do. And he went to Destin uh, just to get away, like a lot of us mm-hmm. feel like we, we want to do. And the beach is the place you go because you figure you're outside. There's a lot of sun. Maybe the warmth it will have give you some protection. There's a breeze. It, yeah, there's a breeze. And, and you can kind of manage how close or how far you are away from somebody, especially on a beach, because there's lots of room on a beach, or that's what you think. But <laughs> I got some pictures, and like Destin was like wall-to-wall umbrellas. The umbrellas were literally touching each other, and there were just wall-to-wall human beings uh, as far as the eye could see. And I just wow. thought to myself, that's not the way to do it. There. No. That's not, the way to do it. <laughs> that's not the way to get us out of this. Oh. Oh, so, Lord. Adios uh, yeah. mio. Adios mio. <laughs> we have some uh, listeners from all around the world. There was a, a couple. My wife is Venezuelan. If you haven't heard this, my wife is Venezuelan. And like when I say Venezuelan, like born and raised in Venezuela. And, uh, and so we have some connections to Venezuela. So it doesn't surprise me when I can see that some people are listening from Venezuela because, of course, you know, we have some family down there, but there are people that are in Venezuela that are listening and interacting and commenting on the show. And they're like, yeah, we're your number one fan. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So sweet. So sweet of you. Do you think you could talk to that fucking president of yours and tell him to open up the borders so that my family members, <laughs> you think we got it bad here in the United States? Uh, yeah. Try and be down in Venezuela right now. That guy, that lunatic that's running the country has, yeah. his name is Maduro has decided he's going to completely lock down the country. No insies, no outsies. So you can't go. He's now extended that through August. And a lot of people think he'll extend it through December, through 2021. Um, Was this only for the coronavirus? Or wasn't he being crazy before the pandemic? He was being an ass clown long before. I mean, he's he's a straight up dictator. And I think a lot of, there are a lot of supporters of Maduro. But when Chavez got into power, uh you know, I guess there were some supporters of Chavez because he wasn't, he, at least he didn't present himself at first as a straight up dictator. And there were a lot of people who, who liked the socialist message that he was presenting. The country was a very rich country. One of the richest per capita in the world. This beautiful country had a lot of oil. This is mm-hmm. before Chavez came, came about. And Chavez says everyone should get a bite at that apple, right? And I'm, we're really just boiling this down. And I'm no expert on Venezuelan politics, 
<laughs> as much as I cannot. I'm not an v- expert on much. <laughs> <laughs> Epidemiology. But I did spend the night at a Holiday Inn last night. <laughs> Epidemiology, that's correct. That's my only, I only have two degrees in epidemiology, one on Twitter and one on Facebook. That's right. <laughs> so he comes into power and a lot of people like his message, especially the the people who are not doing so well economically. Uh, and it's kind of a story that like a lot of countries have, which is the haves and the have nots, right? And the have nots felt like uh, Chavez was going to change their lives for the better. And in some ways, he did. He socialized medicine, he gave money to them, he paid for gas and rent and all this other stuff. He built, you know, homes and but then he passed away. And but toward the end of his life, things just started really going sideways. And like a lot of these populist movements, he became a dictator. And when he passed away, then Maduro got into power and Maduro was his right hand man. And he's just a straight up fucking lunatic. He's like that guy in North Korea, like Kim Jong-un, right. or Kim Jong-il or whatever his name is. Right. He's just a straight up looney tune. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are dying out there in his country and he just refuses to do anything about it. He just continues to like, I think he won the election. He actually, he didn't win the ele- the last election. He didn't win. This guy Guaido won. And that's when you saw Donald Trump. And I give him credit for this. Donald Trump and a lot of others uh, around the world said, we don't recognize Maduro anymore as the real leader of the country. Now we recognize Guaido as the real leader. Unfortunately, the populist movement that needed to happen, like the military that needed to get on board with that message, it never really caught fire. And so Guaido is still, while he may be recognized as the real president, has no power because he has no military, right? Right. And so it's an unfortunate thing. But, you know, if we think we got it bad here in the United States, we are literally having a fucking shit fit about wearing a goddamn piece of cloth (laughs) over our mouths. And people in Venezuela they they ask you to bring gauze to the hospital because they have run out of it and they don't know where to go get it. I mean, it's just Whoa. unbelievable the things that we're complaining about. And uh yeah. and there's a lot of other places where it's just a total shitstorm. But anyway, I say hello to all of our Venezuelan uh listeners. And Canadian. Uh, and Canadian. Yeah. Wait, what what in the world is going on? <laughs> I really don't know how we're getting a lot of we're Canadian listeners, up but the we're flying up the charts in Canada and I say hello to all the Canadian listeners. We love you. Yes. And um, we're going to get there someday. Someday we'll get there yes. to Canada. And that's as soon as people start wearing masks and this all goes, <laughs> this all goes away. I spent the weekend doing something that I normally love to do. Well, I haven't done too much of it since I have, have had a child. But you know, and I know we share this love in common, the sport of golf, yes. right? And especially some of the more, the more popular televised uh, sport uh, golf tournaments like the Masters or the U.S. Open or Absolutely. the British we've Open. We've had Masters viewing parties. A we have. Times. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Where we pass out drunk by the eighth <laughs> hole and watch it on replay later on. <laughs> Go Phil! Is he winning? Go Phil! Is he in the lead? Hand me my fifteenth beer. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Uh, that's right. We watched, did we watch Phil watch, uh, win the Masters back in 2014 or 13 or we something did. like that? Yeah, yeah that was incredible. No, yeah. Was fun. 
So normally this is something that I like to put the golf on in the background and just kind of watch the tournaments. And, you know, it's hard to watch six hours of anything in a row and especially a sport like golf where it's just a lot of dead time in between. But it's yeah. it's something that I like to do on the weekends. It's been gone for the last couple of months, right in the heart of the season. It's, the Masters came and went and they're not going to play it. Or they're not going to have it until October. And that's questionable. So they actually started playing professional golf again. And it made me realize that without fan with fans, it's pretty boring. But without fans, it's really fun fucking boring to watch golf. <laughs> I mean, it is really fucking boring. You're like no crowd reaction, no hype, no nothing. Even when some of the best players in the world are out there hitting their shots, yeah. it just doesn't have it's any different. teeth to it. Yeah, it's, it's much different. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you don't hear the, yeah, the roar of the crowd from the hole where somebody just made a hole in one or yeah. It's like watching a high school team out in the municipal, you know, court. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but I did watch some golf and it just made me long for some normality. Mm -hmm. Like when you see that there's no crowd, there can't be any crowd. They just totally took the crowd away. Yep. And now it's just a bunch of guys out there making millions and millions of dollars for striking a ball all by themselves. It's really makes me miss it. And especially <laughs> the masters. I wish that the masters would have been played or I wish the masters could have been played in the spring. I wonder what it's going to be like in, in October. For those of you that don't know, golf has four majors a year. It's like the, their championships where the best of the best go up against the hardest courses and the best players in the world. Mm -hmm. And the masters is a tournament that's held here in Georgia in a town called Augusta on a beautiful, uh, course, um, called Augusta national. Mm-hmm. The azaleas. The azaleas. Just the mm -hmm. like just a big lush green uh, golf course that's different for so many reasons. When you go to the Masters, if you're so lucky or if you have that much money to actually get tickets to this, it's one of the most prestigious events in sporting. And if you are lucky enough to go, you'll understand from the get that it's much different than any other sporting events. You can't wear t-shirts with logos on it. You can't have your cell phone. You don't spit on the grounds. You don't cuss on the grounds. You don't walk on the grounds. The television coverage has like 12 commercials the entire day. Yep. It's, it's, you know, it's just a very different, I, I don't know, it's very highbrow, I guess is the way to put it. But it's a lot of fun to watch because it's also some of the best golf that you'll see all year. Even those who are not typically interested in golf the rest of the year may find themselves interested in the Masters if you get hooked on the allure and the interest and kind of the, uh, I don't know, the prestige of the event, mm -hmm. right? You can... The green jacket. Can, that's right. You can you can be highbrow for a day when you watch the <laughs> Masters on CBS, a tradition like no other. Yes. Yeah, there's and like probably, four yeah. sponsors, right? You They're know. probably going to charge me $10,000 for saying that. <laughs> probably. That was not allowed. <laughs> wasn't clear. The Masters. <laughs> a tradition like any other. How can I change it? Uh, the Masters. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, so it made me think back to the... I've been to the Masters. It reminded me of a story. When I was like 22 years old, I was roommates with this guy. He was an Irish guy. He wasn't off the boat Irish, but he pretended that he was off the boat Irish. You know what I'm saying? Like everything was about Irish. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm fucking Irish. Don't <laughs> fuck with me, right? <laughs> fucking Irish. I get angry easy. I'm fucking Irish. I can drink 35 beers in one sitting. I'm fucking Irish. I'm dumb as a, you know, and I'm Irish too, but I don't go around saying it every 15 seconds. But this guy did. He's just a real lug nut, like one of those guys, soup alpha fucking yep. male lug nut right like bangers and i i got hooked up with him through a friend i was working at a restaurant it, that's how i got to live with him he was my roommate 
And I'll never forget this. It was the Masters. I had never been to the Masters. At that point, I don't even think I was really all that interested in the Masters. I was interested in a lot of other things that, you know, were most definitely anti-Masters. And so the guy says, I'm up in the morning and the guy says to me, I'm going to the fucking Masters today. I'm going to the fucking Masters. So look for me on the TV. And I'm like, okay. And he had a dog, like a puppy at the time that was eating up everything, like the wall, the curtains. (laughs) He'd leave them in the bedroom for 13 hours at a time. He says, take fucking scuffles out for a walk if you would please scuffles or whatever his fucking name was and i'm like uh yeah sure you know guy what i don't even want to say his name it's been so many years but i don't even want to say his name let's call him guy so i said Um, sure guy yeah (laughs) pretty close (laughs) good job (laughs) at least part of that is correct um so he so guy says you know take my take scuffles out for a walk and i'm like okay sure so I took Scuffles out for a walk and didn't think much of anything else. Went to the pool or went to work or whatever I did. I come home later on that night. This is at a time when not everybody had a cell phone. Most of us were, st- were kind of, most of us had some kind of cellular device, but ever, not everybody. And we had a house phone. And I get back to the house and it's probably eight o'clock at night. And there's like 337 messages on the <laughs> voicemail machine. I mean, wow. just like full to the hilt, right? And I'm like, beep. Hey, dipshit, pick up the phone. It's me. <laughs> Beep! Where the fuck are you? Beep! Man, I really need to talk to you. Call, pick up the phone, you know. And I'm like, oh, oh fuck, god! Well, I guess guy really needed to talk to me. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't. He didn't leave a number, so I guess I can't call him back. I didn't really like guy anyway, right? <laughs> right. Scuffles was about the best thing about guy, and scuffles wasn't that great either. And so I'm like, eh, yeah, no, whatever. So I go and do whatever I'm doing. And the phone rings. It's guy. I to pick it up. No, it's well, yes, it is guy. <laughs> You are receiving a phone call from an inmate at the Augusta Penitentiary. Press one oh, to accept these charges. No. And I'm like, oh, shit. And, I, and then it says, when it says, you know, like, you're receiving a phone call from, right? And then it gives, you're supposed to say your name. Yeah. It's, pick up the phone, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> you, know? you didn't even say his name. He's an yeah, inmate at the Augusta Penitentiary. So I pick up the phone, I press one and I pick up the phone. What's up? Fuck, man. I got fucking arrested. I need you to hold the Joey. He's my friend. My phone number's in the thing. I'll give it to dad. It should be there. And I'm like, why the fuck did you get arrested? I don't know, man. I was just in the crowd, and then all of a sudden I got arrested. I can't talk about it anyway. They're recording everything. So fucking get a hold of Joey and tell him to get Joey bag of donuts. Get him down here. You don't know how badly I just did not want to get a hold of Joey. Yeah, I just wanted to continue to live in the apartment as if Guy never existed, right? All by myself. He had the bigger room too, and that's what I wanted, but whatever. (laughs) So I begrudgingly took Scuffles out for another walk and then called Joey Bag of Donuts. And Joey Bag of Donuts was a guy that I found out at that moment was the guy who actually owned the apartment. Now, Joey Bag of Donuts was a guy that would come over frequently to guy and i's place and this was the three-bedroom apartment but there was only two of us living there and in this third bedroom joey bag of donuts would occasionally come over late at night or otherwise and bring a young lady over and you know how do, wow. hey how how do you do scoot and boot right? right and then he was gone and the answer was is that joey bag of donuts had his own house he just would like to use the third bedroom on occasion to bring girls over i always thought that was strange mm-hmm. but Here's how it all unraveled. So I called Joey Bag of Donuts and I say, Joey Bag of Donuts, a uh, guy is in jail in Augusta and he needs you to help him out. That motherfucker. I ain't going to help that motherfucker out for shit. He owes me six months of rent and I ain't dealing with it. And I'm like, six months of rent? 
How are we not kicked out? Why does he owe you the rent money? And how are we not kicked out of this place? He doesn't pay for this fucking place. I pay for the fucking place. And I'm like, why would you pay for the place? It's in my name. And I'm like, it's in your name. Why is it in your name? Did he never tell you this? And I'm like, no. He goes, this is in my name. So I can bring my little goodie bag over every couple of weeks and get and have some fun. You know, when you're married with kids, it's really difficult. And I'm like, what? Wait, what? And he's like, Brian, don't be a fucking idiot. Do you think I'm going to come over and have sex with some chick in a fucking third bedroom of an apartment if I own my own house where I can do so? And I'm like, well, I guess that did always sound strange. He goes, of course not. So I bring that girl over, but it's actually my apartment that y'all are living in. I signed for it. Guy don't have no credit. Guy's a fucking felon. And I'm like, oh, shit. And he's like, that guy couldn't get a fucking recipe, let alone an apartment. And I'm like, oh, Had my God. Had you been paying Guy? I had been that paying Guy. Guy was paying yes. Joey? Yes. So then, so, th- but to Guy's credit, in his bullshittery, he always paid my portion of the rent and then just told Joey Bag of Donuts that he was going to tell his wife if he didn't help him out with the rent one more time. Like, this guy was a real fucking scumbag, right? I mean, this is at least what Joey told me. I don't know. Could I mean, there's two sides to every story, and, you know, God bless. So, motherfucker, so he's like, I'm not going to fucking bail that shithead out. No way, no how. But I'm going to call and figure out what happened, because it sounds really interesting. (laughs) And I said, oh, do tell. So next morning... Joey bag of donuts comes in the door because he had a key. Cause of course he did. Cause it was his fucking apartment. And you know, I get up, Hey man, Hey, what's going on? Listen to this fucking guy goes to the masters with 35 hits of ecstasy on him what? and decides he's going to argue with the security guards <laughs> about wearing a fucking Nike hat into the masters. Well, after he put the hat away in his back pocket, he decides to put the hat back on and tell the gods to fuck off and run into the crowd oh. as if he was going to get, get away, away from them. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, he was quickly tackled by the master's security and I'm sure a couple law enforcement officers from Augusta National or the city of Augusta and he was arrested and he had 35 hits of ecstasy in his fucking sock. Oh. And he was wearing shorts. At least when he left mine, he was wearing shorts. Who puts shit in their socks when you're wearing shorts? <laughs> It's like, hey, sir, what's that big bulge coming out of your sock? So this was like the fucking nuttiest thing I had ever heard at the time anyway, the nuttiest thing that I had ever heard. Joey Baggett, as much as Joey Bag of Donuts tried, and he did try, I'll give him credit, to get a little campaign together to get this guy, guy, out of the Augusta State Penitentiary, no one would give money because everyone disliked oh, this guy with a passion. And he owed people anyway. Well, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't even know if it's about the owing money. I think it's just because he was an asshole. He right. worked at the same restaurant I did. That's also how we knew each other. And it was just like a total shit show every time the guy was around. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, so the it ended up that the lease was up two months later. I lived in that place by myself for two months. Joey Bag of Donuts came and went with it, did his little thing. Never bothered him, never bothered me. I took care of scuffles until... On the inside, Guy found another home for him, and because I said I'm, I can't take scuffles. I mean, you know, lock them for now, but I'm not. I don't need scuffles to ruin the next apartment that I'm yes. in. And scuffles, uh, lo- scuffles. <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, like the the day came and went. I moved out of the apartment, happily moved out of the apartment, 
And as a last favor, Guy asked me if I could move his stuff into a storage unit for him. And I happily told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> I would not be doing no. that. But I'll make sure that Scuffles gets in good hands. <laughs> right. Unbelievable. So wow. I missed the masters. the masters. I just missed the Masters. The masters. I can't, Fast to the Masters. I can't yeah, believe that guy took a bunch of drugs to the Masters. Like, it's not even that kind of a party. No, it's not <laughs> that kind of I mean, I guess it could be, but you, you know, you got to be more smart you're than like yeah. in the sun and you're walking around. It's not like you can play music and have some, you know, keg, no, there's no, keg stand. There's no music. You can't <laughs> yeah. even bring a phone yeah. in there. Like, you <laughs> can't even can. bring music if you wanted to. <laughs> There, you know, Definitely it's a beer, like a club atmosphere. No. That you it's a club, but the kind of, of club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the kind of club that your grandfather would right. belong to if he had ten million dollars available to right. him. It's not. It's like the most prestigious country club in the world, and you'd certainly. Yeah, you're right. It's not the thirty-five <laughs> hit kind of. And how long was oh, he going right. to stay? Thirty-five hits. Did he think this was that he was going to well, sell thirty-five hits? Yeah, like what? Hey, how shuffling up to people? Hey, you want? Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show when you dress wrong for the right party. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> I got my chaps on and I'm going to church. It just doesn't make any sense, right? right? You're just not going to get in the front door. And he was, and then to be an idiot on top of it. And, but my uncle used to have a word. My uh, my uncle had a saying. And I've always said it that it's my uncle. I don't even know if the guy was really my uncle. He was just a guy that hung around. <laughs> but he used to say, don't fuck up while you're fucking up, right? And so if you're going to decide to bring 35 hits of ecstasy in your sock pocket, we'll call it a sock pocket. Yeah. If you're going to bring it in your sock pocket, then don't argue with the security guards about taking a fucking hat off. Just <laughs> right. take the fucking hat move off. Move on. Leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone. Yes. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, man. Unreal. <laughs> Your friends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I wouldn't call him one of my friends, but yeah, I consider he's an acquaintance right. is more like it. My young life was, was, <laughs> is, I, listen, I make no bones about it. I was a, uh, I was a willing participant in all kind of chicanery. Yeah. I tried to stay away from harming anybody, but you know, for the, except for myself, of course. And, you know, I just had fun. I worked in the restaurant business. There was a, there are a lot of interesting characters in the restaurant business. I know. I worked in a restaurant a couple of different times in, in my younger days, too. And, yeah, it's a lifestyle, you know. The whole thing. Especially, too, if you're working those night shifts. I mean, people sleep Ugh. all day and then get up and you go make a bunch of cash. <laughs> and <laughs> go spend it. And, then yeah. and of course, there's six or seven. And yeah. Do all over again. There are six or seven installed drug dealers in the restaurant business <laughs> right. because that's how they supplement their income yes. if they're, you know, busting tables or waiting tables or yep. bar back or whatever it is. It's, it's just the way that it is. The restaurant business, I don't think I'm telling anybody any big secret. You can yeah. read a million books oh, about yeah. this. As a matter of fact, Anthony Bourdain Anthony had Bourdain. a great book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the truth is, is that you're right. You're working odd hours and the only people who – can agree with those odd hours socially are other people who are working mm -hmm. those odd hours. Mm -hmm. And when you get off work at two in the morning or one in the morning or midnight, all you want to do is just go out and like unwind. Yeah. And then if you're out, my dad was right. And anything that's happening after midnight is just fucking trouble. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. And so when you get out there, there's lots of stuff to partake in. There's lots of alcohol in, in the restaurant scene. There's alcohol anyway. Mm -hmm. You're around a bunch of other people who are on the other side of the bar 
having fun and drinking, it's hard not to imbibe. You want to be on their level. You want to be the guy who's running the show and having fun. I was a bartender for a long time. Yeah. And like, it's hard not to. And while I didn't ever got smashed bartending, at least not during the working hours, I would certainly do that afterwards. But you have a few drinks and you take a few shots and you want to have some fun. Yeah. And then by the time you get off, you're like, oh, well, what can, yeah, what can keep me going? Right. What can keep me going is, you know, Bob the barback. <laughs> That's what can keep me going. Uh, we used to have this word. We'd say, hey, Bob, give me some Rochambeau. <laughs> Rochambeau. Rochambeau. That's what we were doing. So we run around the restaurant. Rochambeau. <laughs> that was code. <laughs> it was code in the worst way because everyone knew exactly what we were talking about. The 80-year-old woman at the table with a you know the boob job and orange hair could tell me what that meant. Oh, they're doing drugs. <laughs> yes, Grandma. Yes, we are. You want a party? Hey, no. I read an interesting story. Do you know uh, the gentleman, Ron Jeremy? Yes. Okay. Did you read this story? I did you get on this? Did uh, okay. something about very inappropriate behavior. I mean, he's a porn porn star, anyways. But I think he took things too far with some some ladies. Ron Jeremy is since the I'm going to say late '60s, maybe maybe uh, since the late '60s has been a porn star, a male porn star, mainly in straight porn. I don't know that he's ever been in gay porn, but I've never ever seen any of his I movies. I've seen either. still shots of a movie, but I could care less I've about heard, Ron Jeremy. I've heard. Yeah. He's supposed to have a very large yeah, piece he's of anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> That's, in fact, how he was able to get into the movie business at all, because he is about one of the ugliest people. I think independently <laughs> and objectively, we can all say that yeah. Ron Jeremy is not floating anybody's boat as far as no. looks are concerned. God bless. Well, never mind. Don't God bless his little heart. No. God bless his little face. The guy is not a very, at least uh, from my opinion and Hoadley's opinion, probably lots of others, he's not a very physically attractive man, but he's very well endowed. He's been in over like 2,200 porn movies up until like very recently, like 2018. Mm. He was still doing porn movie appearances, but he also kind of broke out into the mainstream yep. because he was on a few reality television shows. He made a lot of movie um, cameos. He is a genius. He is a part of Mensa. So he's a really smart guy. And so people started taking notice of his talents outside of the porn industry and just the, the, the sheer longevity of the guy having 2,200 movies. But I have to agree uh, with the sentiment about this guy right now. You know, you think of a porn star or let's 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 be more specific like a porn actress and you think of someone that's fast and loose right mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily the right. truth that's that's her job or that's that's how, what she's treating sex as a job just like any sex worker would or stripper or whatever we were talking about dancers the other day that's a job mm -hmm. and it doesn't give you like a green light to assault somebody just because they have sex as a job it doesn't even give you i think a green light to assault them while you're working right like you know everything should be consensual and played by the book if this is what you guys agree on do it and you know some people are going to be faster and looser or faster and you know wilder than others and other people are going to be more reserved but there has always been at least this is what i'm reading i'm just reading about this now so i don't have all of the facts and i never have all of the facts so go do your own fucking homework okay i'm just a guy on a podcast don't trust me so what i'm reading is is that ron jeremy for years has had kind of a reputation of being someone that is not 
very respectful of women's personal space is that on set and offset, he's very creepy. And so this other porn star put together a YouTube video. It's about 10 minutes long with pictures and videos and clips and all this other stuff and written, you know, uh, other porn stars that had written in about all these sexual assaults that Ron Jeremy had done like on camera. Right. And when you see some of the video, it's like, oh, that's clear. Like a girl outside of a Vegas nightclub. Right. He, she wants a picture with him and she's got some, you know, she's well endowed. She's got big boobs and very pretty girl. She goes to take a picture with him and he lifts up her shirt, grabs her boob and puts it in his mouth. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. And it's obvious that's not what she was looking right. for. She was just looking for a fucking picture. But then everybody laughs it off and, yeah. you know, you, you walk away. But of course, she's laughing it off in the moment because she's uncomfortable about what just happened and she doesn't want to seem like, you know, that girl. But afterwards, she's like, that was like assault. Right. I didn't ask him to pick up my shirt and grab my boob. So Ron Jeremy has now been um, indicted on a couple cases of rape, on a couple counts of like actual fucking yep. rape. Like not, you know, uh, not that any of this is unserious, but not grabbing a boob in a parking lot, mm -hmm. but like raping some right. unconsen unconsensual uh, forcible sex. And uh, I say that I think this is a... This is a good thing, right? Because I think it hopefully it opens up some eyes. When we were talking about strip clubs the other night, I got to thinking about it. I said I frequent frequented strip clubs, but I went to strip clubs. I wasn't there like every weekend, right? right? And when I said that I had a couple of guys that I knew that turned into real monsters when it came to women that were naked around them, I really meant that. And they were exhibiting the same kind of behavior. Mm, like it it's like, okay oh, they yeah. to treat them. We went to the yeah. Yeah, we went to the champagne room one time because some guy, I think you know the guy, but you know, after a event, we went to the champagne room, some guy rented it out and it was a big to do and thousands of dollars were spent and girls were, were up there. And the reason why I was there is because there were lots of other guys that were there. It was a bachelor party. Mm -hmm. And this is some of the same behavior that these guys were exhibiting. And quite frankly, it made me feel uncomfortable. Like, and the girls were like, Hey, and, you know, just cause you paid money, that doesn't mean this is going to happen. Yeah. Right? You can't give you. Doesn't mean my body is your right. You're playground. renting it for <laughs> the evening. Fucked up, man. Yeah. So, so I say that it's, you know this is a good thing because I think that probably these girls didn't get justice in a less uh, woke time. Let's put it that way. Like maybe five or ten years ago, that people would have just been like, "Oh, whatever. It's a fucking porn star. Mm -hmm. You know, come on, get over mm -hmm. it." And so I say it's a good thing. Ron Jeremy, I went to Cabo San Lucas one time. And in Cabo San Lucas, there is a tiny little... Have you ever been to Cabo? Uh, I have not been to Cabo. I've been to Cancun and a couple other places in Mexico, but not Cabo. Tiny little airport. Four flights in, four flights out a day. At least at the time this was happening. This is like the maybe 2004, 5, 6, something like that. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be beautiful. Four, it's fucking incredibly gorgeous. It's, you know, it's got its own woes too, but it really is gorgeous. It was one of the most beautiful places I've ever been beach-wise. And so four flights in, four flights out on a, on a daily basis. And I think it was American or somebody we took over there. So we get in, every, have the trip, and then we're on our way out. We Everyone gets loaded onto the plane. We get out to the runway. The pilot starts to hit the thrust, and we go. You know, zero to 60 in 10 seconds. You know that mm -hmm. feeling, right? So zero to 60 in 10 seconds. I've never been on a plane when this happened. And then all of a sudden, we screech to a halt. Like everyone flies forward. Whoa. You know, stuff comes out of the cabins. The pilot made a concerted effort to stop as quickly as he could. And because I am having some experience with airplanes, it's just like when you hit a certain speed, you got to go 
or you're going to die, right? So you either go or you stop, mm-hmm. one of the two. Mm-hmm. And if you hit a certain speed, you can't stop. You just got to keep on going yeah. and pray you can make it back around to the runway. So obviously this is a big deal. And so the pilot comes on and he says, listen, uh, right before we took off, we had this light come on. The uh, It's clear that we cannot fly with this light on. While we don't think it's real, if it is real, it would be dangerous to mm-hmm. fly. So, you know, I think it's a false alarm, but let's get back and we'll check it out. This turned into like a three hour, us on the plane for three hour ordeal and then off the plane. And then eventually the last flight for the day took off and they explained to us that they now had to find another plane to come take us all away. So they were going to get a plane from a different place. We were in this tiny little airport in Cabo San Lucas yeah, forever. And there's like one at the time, like, you know, pizza shop, a sandwich shop and some coffee and stuff like that. So as we're sitting there in this tiny little airport, I look over to my right and about four seats and across in this airport lounge is Ron Jeremy. Oh. Yeah, and, and there were some other people on the flight, too. Like, this lead singer of The Killers was on the flight mm. with what looked like to be his girlfriend. There's only four flights in and four flights out. So if you're flying, you know, Cabo San Lucas is a pretty popular place. Yeah. So it's Ron fucking Jeremy. So we... So the plane, the new plane comes, and uh, I don't think if too many people have re- recognized that it's Ron Jeremy. I saw one or two people pick it up, but as the new plane comes, it's a different configuration of a plane. Okay. So they've now reconfigured all of our seats. Like, hey, we're doing the best that we can to get everybody that was together together, but you know, some of you may be split up. This is just the way it is. We got We want to get you home, right? And so they do that, and you get your seat assignment. You get back on the plane, and the woman that I was with at the time. Now we're in a three-seat instead of a two-seat. Uh, it's just like a little right. tiny little plane. Now it's a little bit bigger of a plane, but it's differently configured, so it's three seats. And so we get – so it's me, her, and then Ron Oh, my God. He was assigned to your row. Assigned to our row. And I'm telling you, Hoadley, the stench coming from this guy, mm. like, I mean, just the stench was just un – fucking bearable i mean it was like, like are we talking body it, odor or just alcohol yeah, sweat kind of it all i don't <laughs> think he drinks i don't think he was ever a drinker okay. i actually don't think he does drugs i think he's sober for whatever reason or not but maybe all of it right maybe everything i don't know i don't know right. him well enough to say but it was just like a stench it was just like a weird <laughs> overwhelming smell that i think other people smelled too because you like people were like turning around yeah. like looking through the seat oh you where know, is that like, coming from <laughs> It smelled like a rat who'd been rolling around in a dead bird for a while. Ooh. It was just like, it was fucking disgusting. His hair is all yeah, greasy. Yeah, that's always the pictures mustache. that I see of him. Uh, Same thing. It's hair's all greasy and uh, like stringy. And yeah. Ooh. And so like he's sitting next to the, the lady that I'm, the woman that I'm with at the time. Oh, God. And he turns around and he says something. He says something to her and she turns to me and she's like, gives me the indication like, you know, the, the breath on this guy, like I can't take it, you know. And he's just like creepy when you're in his vicinity, yeah, right? Yeah. Just there's a whole Things creep like vibe. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up switching seats Good. with the guy because I was, I was like, you know, you uh, I'm switching seats with my one. Yeah, and I was just like, you know, I can't even, I can't even deal with it right now. He, he, he he's like kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like the guy is kind of strange and, and just, criminal. As well, as it turns out. Yeah, no, he's a fucking criminal. So let's get him on. Let's get him to the court. Yes. Let's get him to Judge Judy and get yes. Judge Judy, Dr. Phil into jail. Let's yes. go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, hey. I, I wanted to tell you that you won a bet the other day. Oh, yes. 
if you remember, yes. and uh, Christy and I made a bet. And the bet was that um, that we could guess the exact or as close to po- as possible the exact number of listeners for a particular episode. And Chrissy got it right on the fucking nuts. Hoadley nailed it. She I'm was like 100% accurate. Isn't that I guess, crazy? I, I, I guess the right price of all the baby gift stuff with your virtual. Oh, yeah. We had the virtual uh, baby, baby shower. shower. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Which was <laughs> actually it was my favorite baby shower I've ever attended. <laughs> it was a virtual baby shower. It was quick. Everyone had a good time. No one. Yeah, I've been to some baby showers where like people get shit faced oh, yeah. and they end up face down on the grass. Like in the cake. Yeah, Cupcakes and by people I mean me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got invited to a baby shower one time, and I didn't even like. I barely knew the girl, but I was friends with other girls that she was friends with. I got invited to this baby shower, and I show up, and I am literally there was like thirty eight women, and I am literally one of two guys. Sure. Yes, and the other guy was gay. That's just the truth, right? It's not. I'm not knocking anybody. He was gay, and which is fine, um, but. I think I may have been misclassified. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I just rolled with it. I just had fun. Yeah. (laughs) But I, but they were drinking. And I mean, these girls were drinking heavy, except for the woman who was pregnant, obviously. But these girls were drinking heavy. They were having a good time. And I have, uh, that's one of the times when I just got so schnockered. I just, I had a hard time piecing together what happened later on in the afternoon. <laughs> I remember playing games and then I may or may not have thrown up in the bench. I was about ball. to say, yeah, there's, I'm picturing people with like, you know, eating, drunk, eating a cupcake, you know, just where there's icing all over you. And <laughs> Dude, it was <laughs> champagne and cupcakes. <laughs> Some people wild out at they those do. at those parties. It starts sure. off pretty proper, and it really and, does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One last thing, you know that uh, Facebook, like they they took a knock on this advertising revenue. Yes. Over, I, did you I read was this about how Unilever? I think so that they weren't advertising for the rest of the year. It's the country's largest advertiser is Unilever. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that until I read about mm-hmm. it. <clears throat> I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing to throw your money behind causes that throw your money or not throw your money behind causes you, <laughs> you agree with. And I just wonder, I wonder, uh, what comes of this? Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my question. What comes of, of this month long stall? One thing that I get a little bit nervous about when I like, I have, there's no doubt this revolution that's going on. And I do believe it's a revolution, a cultural revolution from the ground up organic. Right. And it's well-deserved yes. uh, because people got to stop dying at the high hands of police officers amongst so many other things, racism mm-hmm. and bigotry and all this other stuff. It's got to stop. And we can't, we shouldn't live in a society where it's completely okay in some circles to just be an outright racist or a bigot. Mm-hmm. But I get a little bit concerned about cancel culture, right? I get a little bit concerned that it flies a little bit too far on in the other direction and then we don't leave room for growth. Like I think there are honestly people out there who may just not know better. And maybe a good talking to is what they need and you know, not a public lashing or public shaming. I, I just just my just my opinion. I just thought I'd throw that out there that, you know, I think when we're all out there fighting for justice or fighting against injustice, we should understand that some people they just need some time to grow. They need some time to realize it's not going to change overnight. And we all change. Everybody changes things. Mm-hmm. Things are different, right? Yeah. And so 
Well, I 100% agree Facebook is a shit house and it needs to be burned down. <laughs> I mean, Facebook is such a fucking cesspool. It really is. Uh, I think we just need to be careful that we also keep, you know, we bring people in the fold and we allow them to grow and to understand. Just like me. I make mistakes. Everyone makes mm-hmm. mistakes. I make mistakes, Chris. <laughs> I... I make mistakes sometimes. I are we? Make. Are you going to go back, or is this just a diversion to get away from the bet? That we yes. I thought that you were stalling. I, I wanted to take. It. Well, this is what I want to say. I don't actually know any Grease songs by heart, so you have to give me one more episode to okay. get this together. And I promise, I know like half a song from one. It's like you know, we go together like warm ice cream and wet we go together like Vaseline in my dick Just in your for everyone, everyone wondering <laughs> yeah. why we're I have song. to sing yeah. a Grease song. I have to sing one line from a Grease song. So I'm going to pick a good one, and I'm going to make sure it's excellent okay. for all of the radio ones. Or you can pick it. If you want to pick it and send it to me, I'll learn it. And then, you know, whatever whatever you think would be the most punishment for me, because I I, I make mistakes. Okay, so this one's going to go on the one. next episode. The next episode on the next episode <laughs> the of next the commercial episode. break. Tune in. Sounds so serious. <laughs> TCBpodcast.com is where you go to listen to all the episode, read the show notes, and find out more about us. You can go and join the break room, which includes a monthly update and behind the scenes, access to live shows, and extra content on a monthly basis. Just go and there's a big button that says the break room, and you can subscribe to the break room there. If you'd like to be on the telephone show, go to the contact us page. I'd like to be on the telephone on a show go to the contact <laughs> us page and drop us uh, tell us what you want to be what you want to talk about and then give us your phone number we'll tell you uh, how and when to call in so tcbpodcast.com and remember go to our social media stuff and like us you can find all that stuff on the website thanks for having me thanks for having me Brian no 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 thank you I love you I feel so one more I feel so bad because last week like we were all talking and having a good time and then Jeff jumped in like he came in late into this we were having a social discussion just to let the audience know having a social discussion me Chrissy Rachel uh, after a show we recorded and then Jeff came in after some golf it was like you know right toward the end of the conversation and he puts the headset on and is like hi and I'm like hey man I gotta go <laughs> and he's like go 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 fuck yourself <laughs> and I was like I get on here and now I, I get on and everyone leaves <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you too, Brian. We'll talk next Sounds week. Sounds good. The break. Bye. The Commercial Break, hosted by Brian Green, is an irreverent look at the world around us and those who inhabit it. The Commercial Break is now available on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Overcast, and others. Episodes drop every Wednesday. Visit tcbpodcast.com for more information. The Commercial Break. Tune it in and write it out.